The Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. You are about to hear the encouraging word with Bishop E.A.T. Saki. This beautiful service, we want to thank you for your presence in this place. Thanking you for the joy and the honor we have to come to you and to receive your word. We submit ourselves to you and to your word. I pray that you minister to every soul that is here. Let your word affect and influence everyone. Speak to us, show us your way, and teach us your path. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, Amen. Shout your loudest, Amen. Before you sit down, I want you to move to seven people and tell them, you are welcome to church. Move to seven and tell them, you are welcome to church. Oh, yes. We give our best praise to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Daniel, where are you? Come on. Give our best praise. Everybody try singing. We give our best praise. One more time. We give our best praise. Everybody sing it. We pour out the oil. We pour out the oil of our love and adoration. One more time, sing it. We give our best praise. We give our best praise to thee. We give our best praise to thee. We pour out. We pour out the oil of our love and adoration. One more time, give our best praise. We give our best praise to you. We give our best praise to you. We pour out the oil of our love and adoration. Now give your best song, sing it. We give our best songs to you. Are you singing? We give our best songs to we pour out the oil of our love and adoration. Now dance, dance. Give your best dance. Give our best dance Is that your best dance? Give our best dance I'm watching everybody. God is watching. We pour out the oil of our love and adoration. Still dance. Give our best dance to you. Our best dance. Give our best dance. Pastor Ronald, our best dance. We pour out the oil of our love and adoration. One more time, give our best dance to you. We give our best dance to thee. We give our best dance to thee. We pour out the oil. We pour out the oil of our love and adoration. Now give your best shout to him, your best shout. We give our best shout. Come on, shout! Yay! We pour out the oil of our love and adoration. One more time, give our best shout. Give our best shout to thee. Give our best shout to thee. We pour out the oil of our love and adoration. Give our best. best to any foolish boy. Give your best to the Lord. Somebody shout amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, I mean, 
The weather is cold, but we are blessed to be here. Say amen. It's an honor and a blessing that we can come to church and enjoy such a beautiful... If the weather was very hot, you'd be complaining. So it's a blessing that we have such nice weather in Jaws. There's no weather as nice as the weather in Jaws. The whole of Nigeria. So we are blessed. For the whole of West Africa, there's no weather as nice as this one. Clap your hands for the Lord for giving us such beautiful weather. You don't sweat. You don't, um, you are just moving free of charge. What a blessing. Amen. I said amen. This morning, I'm going to share with you very briefly from the word of God. Two weeks ago, I was sharing with you concerning the effect of powerful effect of the assembly. Why is it important for us to gather? Look at a scripture that we looked at the day the, the, a week before the last. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 25. Everybody uh, look at it on the screen. All right. I would ask you to join Samuel and Co. Are you, are you back? Ah, you are here. Very good. Now, everybody's on the screen. So everybody join us. Let's all read it loud and clear. Disturb everybody apart from yourself. Amen. Ready to go. Not forsaking the assembling of yourself of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Amen. The version that you looked at last time, you have a version, another version there. Bible is saying to us that we should not neglect. Assembling of ourselves, Victoria. We should not neglect meeting together as the manner of some is. All right. Now look at this one. The New Living Translation it says that, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Another version, there's a third one, a version that we saw two weeks ago. I want us to look at it. And then we shall carry on powerfully. Right. So today I'm talking to you about the powerful effects of meeting together. Say amen. I didn't hear your amen at all. The way the weather is, if you don't respond, you feel cold. Hey, Aunt Mary, nice to see you. It's always a blessing. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. All right. Now look at this one. Very beautiful. It says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Do you see that? Do you see that? Bible said, do not let us neglect meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Well, those who have the habit of not coming together. Ask your neighbor, ask your neighbor, are you do you have the habit? Ask your neighbor, my sister Benedicta. Do you see that one? As it says, what as some have the habit of doing, some people, Gloria. I think this verse is for you. How many of you agree that this verse is for Gloria? The habit of not meeting together. What a shock! <laughs> Oh, she's crying. She's crying. What a shock. Bible says that some people have the habits of not coming to church. Lift your hand and say, minus me. Say, minus me. In other words, you will have a good habit of coming to church all the time. I thought you would say amen. Are you still here? Let us not, not give up the give a meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching hallelujah I said hallelujah now look at Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 
19 and 20. And all. Now, what is the benefits? What benefit do you get of this by coming together? What is the benefit? Daniel, what is the benefit? Masithia, what is the benefit? Why do we have to meet together? What is the blessing? What is in it? Why do we have to be? What's the name say again? I forget your name. Chris, beautiful. Now, why do we have to come together? What is and I need for you to listen to this very simple but important message because it's for your life. Somebody say amen. Now, the Bible says in Matthew, we are going to look at Matthew chapter 18, 19, and 20. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father who is in heaven. Now, one of the blessings is that when we come and we agree, blessings come our way. Can I have a loud amen? Bible says, if two of you shall agree on anything, touching anything. So, this is a place of agreement. Come on, say a place of agreement. I didn't hear you. I couldn't hear you at all. But say, if we can come and agree, touching anything, consent the Father, it shall be given to us or done for us by his father. Now look at verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name. Hallelujah. There am I in the midst of them. So the Bible is saying anytime we gather in his name, two, three, four, twenty, two hundred. Now let me tell you, one of these days you are going to have one thousand people sitting in this church. Let those who believe shout your loudest amen. God didn't help us to build this huge church for nothing. God is going to bless and bless and bless. And we shall grow and grow and grow. I didn't hear your loud amen. Do you believe it? Now the Bible is telling us here. He says that, look at it. He says that if two or three gather in my name, they am I in the midst of them. So as we gather here, the presence of God is here. Jesus is here with us. Jesus is walking amongst us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus is what you may not feel him, but the Bible tells us that when we gather in his name, he comes to be with us. What a blessing. I said, what a blessing. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? So now one of the things I said to you is that the meeting place or gathering together is the place of where we are edified or built up. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 2 and 3 and 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 2, 3 and 4. Very quickly, because there's an important thing I need to say today. The Bible says that, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. For no man understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Amen. Now, verse 3. But he that prophesies speaks not unto, speaks unto men for edification. Somebody say edification. I didn't hear you. Say edification. Hallelujah. It's about edification and exhortation and comfort. Amen. Now, this is what Bible talks about. The blessing. Now, look at the next verse. Verse 4. He that speaketh in a known tongue, speaketh uh, a known tongue, edifies himself. But he that prophesies edifies the church. Now, one of the greatest blessings of coming together as a church now, you see, this gathering is not a tribal gathering. This gathering is not a, a, a gathering of a race. This gathering is not a gathering of uh, houses. This is not a gathering of belong. Uh, it's a gathering of the people of God. Come on, shout amen. We come from different places, different backgrounds, different... Yes, Susan, nice to see you. What a blessing promise to come. Good to see you. Now, we come from different upbringing, different background, different race, different tribe. But when we gather, we gather at the church of God. I thought someone would shout amen. 
we gather as a word the church of God. So this is not, you know, there's nothing wrong in going for your own church meeting, your own family meeting, your own uh, uh, whatever Nigerian meeting, Ghanaian meeting. But when we meet at this place and in this gathering, it is the church of God. There's no race. There's no tribe. There's no nothing. We are all washed by the same blood, the blood of Jesus. Come on, lift your hand and shout amen, somebody. I didn't hear your amen at all. Are you still here? The binding, the binding factor, the one factor that binds us together is the blood of Jesus. That is a common denominator. That is the underlying thing that binds myself and Mama Mary together. You see, because I'm not from, I'm not Nigerian from Nigeria, but what makes us together, what makes us brothers and sisters is the blood of Jesus. The blood covers and transcends every nation, every tribe, every race, and every color. Somebody shout amen. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? Because I'm, I'm from Ghana. But when I stand, I stand here as a servant of God. And I stand as your pastor to minister to you. So it doesn't matter where I come from. What matters is the blood of Jesus that, that, that covers you and covers me. The blood that, that speaks for you and speaks for me also. Somebody shout amen. Are you still in church? Ask your neighbor, are you still in church? Now ask him, where do you come from? Ask your neighbor, where do you come from? Which part of Nigeria do you come from? So if you don't know your city or your village, what a shock. Are you still here? But you see, what I'm saying to all of us here is that it doesn't matter where you come from. What matters is the blood that washes away your sin. The blood of Jesus washes sins of Nigerians, sins of Ghanaians, sins of Sierra Leoneans, sins of Liberians, sins of Americans, sins of... So that when we get to heaven, Bible says that a day is going to come when Jesus said the day we get to heaven, Bible says from every tribe and from every nation. Clap your hands for the Lord, somebody. Are you still here? But then now, once we are here, the reason for our gathering, number one, is for edification. Now, the word edification means to be built up. I see God building you up. I see God building you up. As you are sitting in church here, when we come, we worship. Bible says, we look at the scripture. If anyone has a song, if anyone has a message, if anyone has some, let everything be done. So when we come together, there are various aspects of the service. Faith, are you with me? There are various aspects of the service. It includes singing. It includes giving. One is the good dancing. Bible says, if anybody has anything to do, singing, preaching, exhortation, a hymn, a psalm, let it be done. Let it be done to the glory of God. Say amen. Say a lot of amen. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? So now the word edification means to encourage. Today, may you live here encouraged in Jesus' name. When you come to church, when we gather like this, the one great benefit or the effect is that you live here encouraged. I met people who have come to church down, but the time they are going home, they are laughing and they are clapping. Today, I don't know what is keeping you down, but may the word of God bring life into your life. Shout amen again. A louder amen. Now look at Acts chapter 4, verse 32 and 33. Acts chapter 4, verse 32 and 33, quickly. Bible says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul neither said any neither said any of them that that ought of the things which they possessed was his own but they had all things in common amen and with great power some say great power and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the of the Lord Jesus of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. I pray that great grace will be upon us. Bible says when they met together, 
They had needs, but every they had everything in common, and they gave witness of the power of God. I pray that as we gather here, the power of God will be revealed in our lives. I don't know what your situation is, but the power of God can heal you. The power can set you free. The power can deliver you. The power can break every chain in your life. May that power be present in our gathering. Somebody shout amen. I've seen people come together. I've seen people come to church and with all sorts of chains, all sorts of situations. Some are on alcohol, some are on drugs, some are doing so. But as they come and keep coming and so on, all the chain of the enemy is being broken over your life today. I don't know what is binding you, but I pray that in this gathering, may the power of God set you free. Shout amen. May the power of may the devil's bondage be broken over your life. Anything that has become a bondage in your life as we gather and Jesus is here and his power is here. May his power deliver you from every snare and every trap and every hold of the enemy in Jesus' name. Lift your voice and shout your loudest amen. Lift your and say, I'm free. Come on, declare, I am free. Come on, say, I am free. Say, I am free. Hallelujah. Why? Because the power of God is here. You are not going back to your old life. You are not going back to a mess life. You are not going back to Satan's hold anymore. By the grace and the power of us we gather here, you are walking out of here in liberty and in freedom in Jesus' name. I didn't hear your amen at all. Are you still in church? Ask your neighbor, are you still in church? Are you still in church? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Another effect of the assembly or coming together is the fact that it brings revelation and knowledge. God brings revelation and knowledge into our lives. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 6. Bible says, No brethren. This is what Paul is saying. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking, all right, if I come speaking in tongues, of what profit is it to you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or prophesying or by doctrine. Amen. Revelation, knowledge, uh, prophesying, and doctrine. So, one of the blessings of coming together, Mr. It was a Friday. What a shock. Go away your winter coat. I didn't you've come so fast, I didn't recognize you. What a shock. Now, you see, when you come together like this, the word of God brings revelation into your life. Amen. Say amen. amen. The word is revelation. Bible says that I, I speak to you with revelation. Now, revelation is what sets you free. Sometimes when your eyes are open, ah! so this has been my life altogether. So Paul is saying that when we come together, there is revelation. Number two, there's knowledge. Knowledge. So as I'm teaching you, I'm imparting knowledge into your life. Somebody say amen. I'm imparting knowledge so that, that's the rosemary. Beautiful, nice to see you. Now, as I'm imparting knowledge, you see, you begin to discover many things that you didn't know before. I've pastored for many years. I've been a pastor and preached to so many groups of people. But I do, as I relate, and as you keep coming, you see, everybody comes with a particular problem. Everybody has a particular issue. Is that Robin? Nathaniel. Beautiful and Pardon? Andrew. Beautiful. Now you see, Andrew's problem may be different from Nathaniel's problem. But you see, as you keep ministering, and as you keep teaching, and as you keep speaking the word of God, you will discover that as you keep coming, it doesn't happen in a day. That is why you cannot be fully blessed by coming once and not coming again. It is when you keep coming and keep coming and keep coming, the revelation comes and comes and comes, and the knowledge comes and comes and comes. Before you realize, your life has changed completely. Somebody say amen. The blessing is not in coming once a while. The blessing is not in coming once occasionally. The blessing is not in coming only on your birthday. 
The blessing is not in coming only at a special occasion, but the blessing in coming frequently. Oh, I don't know why you didn't say amen. Are you still in church? Divine. The blessing in coming frequent all the time. Is your sister in church? She's here. Wow, beautiful. Where is she sitting? Somewhere in the church. Now, I want to tell you something. You see, you can come once. You see, look at yourself. How often do you eat? Do you eat once a week? Ask your neighbor, how many times do you eat in a week? Ask your neighbor. Okay, so how many times do you eat in a week? In a day, how many times? How many? No matter how broke you are, you try and eat three times. What a shock. Mary, am I right? We are broke, but after three square meals, it has to happen. So of you, before you came here, you have eaten plenty of rice and uh, as you're sitting in church. What a shock. And potatoes. Mm. And yam, 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 yam. So of you like yam in the morning. Hey, what a shock. You eat several times because you know that the benefit of eating is not in eating once. Mercy, am I right? You don't eat one, you eat regularly. Somebody say regularly. And they say regularly. Why do you eat? Because you need the food to sustain you. You need the food to keep you dry, to keep you going. So eat regularly. Even when you are broke, you go and borrow food from your neighbor. True or correct? Am I speaking the truth? Hey, you visit your neighbor at lunchtime. You know when you, you can smell the food. Hey, hey, you can smell when something's happening. So you wait when the smell is at its peak. Then you knock. Oh, I get passing by. I wanted to say hello. Hey, what a shock. How come you always know that one o'clock is the time you knock on the door? Hey, are you in the church? I remember. When I was in school, my friends, they used to visit, I mean, they used to visit us when we are just about to eat. Gary and all, the, we put the water, Gary in water, and then the guy be flying, you know what I'm saying? And then, we would put it under the, under the bed. One day, when I think, I put the guy under the bed, and the Gary, that's water, the guy began to fly. And then, overflew the banks of the, of the, of the, of the, of the pan. And it was spilling on, it was spilling on the ground. What a shock. Now you see, you know how it's important it is to eat regularly. I'm saying to you here that your blessing, your total victory comes by regular coming together. If you come once a while, you'll not be blessed enough. I'm preaching. Tell your neighbor, the man is preaching. The man is preaching to you. Tell your neighbor, you are the reason for this message. Tell her. Tell her. If I shake the person's shoulder, hold your hand and shake hands. Shake him until he falls down. Say, you are the reason. You are the reason. I said, shake him. Hey, don't be too spiritual. Oh, Mama Cynthia, your, your son begs you. Don't shake him. I'm looking for your daughter. Where is she? Where is my friend? I'm looking for her. Own up. Own up. Own up. Where is she? Where is she? I'm looking for her. Ah, she's here. Ah. When I saw the hair, I thought it was you. You are the reason for this message. You are the reason for this message. Don't come once a while. Come regularly because there's a blessing in regularity. Somebody say amen. There's a word. Blessing in being regular. Not occasionally. Do it once a week. Once a week. Hey. You said yes. No, sir. Once a week. Why, do you eat? why, do you, why don't you eat once a week? What will happen if you eat once a week? Sir? What will happen to you if you eat once a week? Sir, I will die. You do what? I will die. And you don't want to die. So you don't want to eat once a week. What a shock. So how come you come to church only once a year? You see, when it comes to food, you know that you will die. Now what about church? The spiritual meal. Why don't you come every week? Why do you come once the whole year? You came, last year you came only, you didn't come at all. Father, forgive her sins in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. No, the truth of the matter is that you may think I'm joking, but I'm telling you that your blessing and your stability and your health depends on how regular you come and hear the word of God. 
Somebody say amen. That's why I'm surprised that some of you watch on Sunday morning. Hold your neighbor's ear. Pull it and say from today, don't watch Sunday morning again. Please pull the ear. Tell, pull it hard. Say, don't watch on Sunday morning again. I say, pull it, pull it hard, pull it hard. Say, don't watch on Sunday morning again. So if you wash your clothes Sunday morning, may God forgive you your sins in Jesus' name. Divine, may God forgive you your sins for washing on Sunday morning. Say amen again. Yeah. How can you watch on Sunday morning? When my daughter is telling me that if she is once a week, she will die. Once a week, she will die. Meanwhile, your sins are forgiven from today. Say amen. Are you still in church? So, when Bible says revelation and knowledge and prophesying. You see, when we come together, there is prophesying. Now, prophesying is speaking prophetically. Speaking concerning what God will do in your life. So, as I'm preaching now, there's a mixture of knowledge, there's a revelation, and also prophesying. That's why I can look at you in the face and tell you 2023 will be better than 2022. Come on, shout amen. That is prophetic, encouraging word. Say amen. I can look at you and say that you will not die in 2023. Scripture says, I will not die. Say, I will not die in 2023. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? That's why I can look at you and tell you that you are going to get a better job. You are going to get a better job. Things are going to get better in your life. I'm speaking prophetically into your life. I speak concerning your future. Your future is bright. I say your future is bright. God is on your side. You will make it in life. You are not a failure. You are not a disappointment. God is on your side. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I prophesy to you this morning. God will help you. God will establish you. God will strengthen you. God will smile upon you. You will do well. You will excel. You will overcome. In Jesus' name, clap your hands and give a lot of shout. Are you still here? I don't know how you came to church. I don't know how things have been. But Bible says when we come together, there is revelation. There is knowledge. There's also prophesying. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. In other words, when you hear the prophetic word, it makes you feel that no matter what the Goliath is in front of you, the anointing God will help you to kill that Goliath. For the Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. Samson, shout your loudest amen. Am I talking to anybody here? Say prophesy, Bishop. So say Bishop, prophesy. Say Bishop, prophesy. I'm prophesying to your life. You have made mistakes, but I declare to you, new days are coming in your life. A new opportunity is coming in your life. Any opportunity you have lost, God is going to give you a better opportunity. A fresh opportunity. Say, I receive it. I'm speaking to you. I'm prophesying to you. When you come together, that's why he said, what except I speak by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying. I've seen, I've, as I've been in Nigeria, as I've been in Jos, I've seen a lot of discouraged people, difficulty, going through challenges. But you see, when you come, when we come here, I may not be able to give you money, but the word of God I'm speaking to you will bring life into you. You need energy and life to live on. Can I have a loud amen? Are you still in church? I said, you still in church. God brought you here this Sunday morning to prepare you for Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. We are back here for more energy and for more vitamins. Say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. Are you still here? I'm giving you vitamins for the week. 
and give you energy for the week. Because I know Monday, the devil that you're going, you're going to meet the devil out there. But when you say, devil, I heard in the head in church on Sunday that God is on my side, and greater is the Lord in me than the devil out there. I overcome every weakness and every disease and every attack in Jesus' name. Come on, shout amen. Am I talking to anybody here? You are going to write an exam. And when you see the exam, say, hey, exams. I heard, in a, I heard on Sunday that God will give me victory. I overcome every paper that I'm going to write by the help of God and in the name of Jesus. You are going to meet people who will tell you negative things. I'm telling you. Gloria. That's why I'm doing church every Sunday. Because you're going to meet people who are going to tell you, oh, things are difficult. As for Nigeria, nothing is working. But I say, I know nothing is working. But God, the God I, the God I, I serve is a living God. And God will fight my battles for me. Come on, shout your loudest amen. Am I preaching to you here? There's prophesying in the church. When you come, Bible says, and there's also doctrine, teaching, teaching. So there is no revelation, there's knowledge, there is prophesying, and there's doctrine. Doctrine is systematic teaching. Systematic teaching. You know, so when you come to church, you come and hear many things which are doctrinal or teachings, system and, uh, of teachings, a body of teaching. That brings, that makes you a stable person. For example, when you come to church, we are, we are going to be teaching, we are teaching so many things. For example, forgiveness. Somebody has offended you. Somebody has hurt you. Somebody has deceived you. Somebody has done something bad to you. But when you hear teaching and talking on forgiveness, the importance of forgiveness, when we read Matthew chapter 28, Matthew chapter 18, when Jesus said that, when you uh, were told, I've got it in my name, there am I in the midst of them, and all that, whatever you bind, and all those things, and then when you go down, it was the same day that Peter asked Jesus, Lord, what shall must I do if my neighbor has sinned against me? What must I do? And Jesus said that, forgive the person 70 times 7. So Jesus was teaching on forgiveness. It's called doctrine. It's a doctrine. Say doctrine. You are teaching on the, on the ability to forgive. Because Jesus knew that in spite of everything, if you don't learn the doctrine of forgiveness, you will never do well in life. Can I talk to anybody here? Why are you quiet? Why is everybody quiet? Has anybody offended you before? Can I see your hand? Somebody has offended you before. Can I see your hand? Somebody has hurt you before. Can I see your hand? Lift your hand if somebody has hurt you before. There's something nobody has hurt you before. Even Pastor James hasn't hurt you before. What a shock. Pastor James, you are lucky. All of us here, Sister, 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 sister Rosemary, has somebody hurt you before? Many people. Many. Several. That man. Hey, what a shock. I'm coming to my daughter right there. Has anybody hurt you before? You say, oh, why is that you today? I'm preaching with you. Has anybody hurt you before? What did you do? And you are angry. You are not angry. Oh, Father, deliver her in the name of Jesus. I'm not sure she was not hungry, angry. Now, you see, people will hurt you. People will offend you. Somewhere. And, um, um, no, you're in the blue. God save. Yeah, Anthony, we are going to offend you and hurt you. But Jesus said, he taught them, he taught them in life. Now in every family, there are going to be people who hurt us, who will offend us, who will step on our toes, who will upset you. But if you don't know the doctrine of forgiveness, you are going to walk in unforgiveness the rest of your life. And unforgiveness will send you to hell. Say, Bishop, say it again. Say me, you said again. You know, there are some of you here, you have vowed that this girl, I won't talk to her till I die. And if I die and she comes to my funeral, I'll wake up and slap her and go back to my coffin. What a shock. Are you still there? I know, I know someone who said that. You know, this man was living with his wife in the same house. 
He didn't talk to his wife for 15 years. They, they same have the same room. 15 years, they never talked. Because he was offended by the wife. What a shock. 15 years. And then he said that if I die, this woman shouldn't come to my funeral. And if she comes, I will wake up, give her one blow, and go back and lie down in the coffin. Hey, are you still here? There's some of you people that you don't talk to. Your mother, your uncle, some of you mothers, your, your daughter, your siblings, you have quarreled. You don't talk to her, you don't talk to him. Because somebody called John disappointed you. Victoria, are you still in church? So because John disappointed you. When you hear and when you hear anybody call John, say, hey, I don't, I the name John, I don't want to hear it in my life. Hey. Sister Victoria, are you in church or have gone? Are you still here? <laughs> hey. Or somebody call Richard. Oh Richard. Oh Richard. Oh Richard. When you hear the name Richard, and you begin to swear, you, 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 what a shock. Are you still there? You don't know, you bishop, you don't know what Richard did to me. You would have seen, hey, this Richard, this Richard, God, God, God don't punish him proper. God don't punish Hey! But when you hear the doctrine of forgiveness, say, Lord, I forgive Richard. Victoria, you say, John, I forgive John. Somebody say amen. And somebody say amen. I forgive Sunday. I forgive her. I forgive him. Because you have learned the doctrine of forgiveness. Clap your hands for the Lord, somebody. Are you clapping for the Lord? Now, as I'm speaking, like I'm joking and joking. But I'm telling you that there's somebody who has offended you. Someone has upset you. Your best friend lied about you said something about you and it has hurt you so much it's paining you inside proper are you still there how many of you are hearing what i'm preaching today how many of you are hearing what i'm saying yeah it has it has pained you very much you have deleted her number from your phone mm. what a shock what a shock you have deleted her number from your phone. I said, what a... Somebody shock, shock properly. Shock. Hey! Are you still there? You said, one day God will prosper me. And when I buy a car, and I see her standing by the roadside, and then that day it has rained, I will splash water on her. She will never forget. Hey! Somebody say, hey! But when you hear the teaching of forgiveness, say, because of what Jesus has done for me, I also forgive God's save. I forgive Samuel. I forgive Anthony. I forgive all this because God has also forgiven me. Clap your hands for the Lord. So in church... There's doctrine, teaching. I was a bitter boy. I grew up with a lot of bitterness inside of me. I grew up as an angry young boy because my father didn't look after me. I was someone who grew up as a young boy growing up. I was angry with my father who neglected me, who didn't help me in school. Every time they came to school to, for, to, for those who owe school fees, every time we went to school and people owe school fees, my name was always number one. It's not that my father couldn't pay my school fees, but as far as he was concerned, he, I, I don't exist. He was not interested in me. Some of you here, a man gave birth with you and a man dumped you and the child. Dumped you and the child. Somebody deceives you and you remove your skirts. Today, he doesn't want to know you. They're looking at you. I'm talking to you. And you are bitter. You are angry for how that guy treated you. 
angry with how that, that man, that, 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 that girl treated I was angry. As, as I grew up with all the bitterness inside of me. I was, I was a good student in school. I was doing well in school and all that. But my heart was bitter and I was full of unforgiveness. I was hoping that one day I'll be do well and, and I'll become rich and famous. And I'll pay this man back for not looking after me. That was how I was. That was how I was growing up. Until I began to know and learn more about the teaching on forgiveness. And I realized that, hey, it is, it is in my interest to forgive, not the person. It's my interest. Say, Bishop, say it again. Uh, guys, I, Paul, are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, Richard, are you hearing what I'm saying? Important. I'm saying that for, if you, for, I, I got to understand that it is for, better for me to forgive. It doesn't matter what the person has done. It is in my interest to forgive. I hope you are listening to what I'm saying. I'm, am I talking to anybody here? So if you're somebody taught you how to smoke weed and look at your life now and sometimes you want to curse somebody. Yeah. You see, when I step on your, on your toes, it will, it will hurt you. Am I right? But then, if you don't forgive me, you are in trouble. It is in your interest to forgive me. It is your benefit. It's your, you have to forgive me. Although I have stepped on your toe, you have to forgive me. Say, I'm waiting. She has to come and say sorry. If she doesn't come and say sorry, I'll never talk to her. And when I see, hey, what a shock. Hey, hey, I won't mind you again. I won't mind him again. When I say, hey, it's, you, are, you are spoiling your life. You are spoiling your life. I was wasting my life as I was full of bitterness against my father. Until one day, Jesus, Jesus appeared to me and told me, my son, if you keep on doing this, holding the grudge against your father, you will destroy your own life. That's what Jesus told me. 3 a.m. One early morning, 3 a.m. He came to my room and said, my son, if you do not forgive him, you will destroy your own life. So I had to, at the time I've had teaching on forgiveness, but I always said, no, no, as for what he has done, it's too much. It's too much. The way I've been disgraced because of my father, the way I've been embarrassed in school, the way all this because of the man didn't look after me, how can I? No, no, his case is too big. I cannot forgive him. But when Jesus appeared to me and he said, my son, it's your interest. I decided that from today, I drop everything against my father. Some of you are hearing me this morning as we end the service today. I'm teaching you. This is just an example of one of the doctrines. The doctrine of love and forgiveness. That somebody who has hurt you, if you don't drop that issue, you waste your life. I'm telling you. And you discover that your whole life had been messed up. Are you still in church? Are you sleeping or you're awake? I told myself from today, I drop all the charges against my father. Are you with me? I drop all the charges against him. The car, you know what I'm saying? Somebody said, somebody said drop the charges. Push your name and say, drop the charges. Victoria, drop all the charges against John. <laughs> are you still here I said do what drop the charges all the charges against against you yes after service say John a message say John I've forgiven you I've dropped the charges what a shock are you there when I dropped the charges against my father my life took a different turn Today, as I speak to you here, the reason for which God brought you here is for so many things. Revelation, knowledge, prophesying, doctrine. When you come together, these things are done in our lives. When you hear this teaching, 
when you hear, you, that is why I challenge you, don't come once a while. Come every Sunday. Come every Sunday. Because every Sunday comes with a special blessing. Somebody say amen. Where's my daughter? She's gone out. Where's she? Oh, okay, baby was crying. Please find her and bring her back. Come every Sunday. Sister Rosemary. Every Sunday, find us there. Make your make your make it your make this your home. Sunday after mercy. Sunday after Sunday. Keep coming. Because you God is every day is an addition to your life. Before you discover your life is like a, like a skyscraper. One blessing after the on the other, on the other, on the other. Before you discover, brightness will come into your life. Your light will shine again. Glory will be seen in your life. All those who knew you would say, hey, what has happened to you? Nothing happens in the day. A few miracles happen in the day, but many things, they happen over a period of time. My dear sister, are you with me? Over a period of time. That's why I'm challenging you today. Make up a decision. That Bible says that do not be, have the habit of those who don't come regularly. I'm happy. Anthony and Cole, the way you came early. Make sure you are here. Every Sunday, make sure you are here. Make sure you come and keep coming. Because every day is going to be an addition to your life. Say amen. Every day is going to be an addition to your life. And before you see, these were two friends. Um, Nathaniel and uh, Andrew and uh, stand up, stand up. Every Sunday they come quietly. I see them. Some they sit there. Some they sit there. Some they sit here and all that. Keep coming. One day they become pastors. Oh, you shall shout a louder, Amen. You may look at them and say, who are these guys? You don't know what God has for them. As they keep coming and keep coming and keep coming, God is working on their lives. Listen, don't let any problem you have make you stay away from church. I should say it again. I'll say it again. Victoria, don't let John make you stay away from coming to church. Just say it again. Just say it again. Don't let any problem can I tell you, so even when you do something wrong, still come. One day I was in Jamaica. I was in, I'm just ending now. I was in Fairway, Jamaica. And then when a, one of the ladies in church came and said, Pastor, we you know our church had just started. They came and said, Pastor, this usher, where is the ushers? Where is Bennett? Where is Bennett? Where are you? Huh? Come. You are more handsome than that boy. But then, No, 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 you're too well dressed. Go back. Who can I call? Uh, my friends, Andrew, come. You see, Andrew was an usher. And then, I like you. You're be an usher, okay? From today, you join the ushers, okay? Say, man, clap your hands for him. Now, you know, a lady came and said, Please, Pastor, the usher, the guy who is taking, give him the, where's the basket? Give him the basket. It was time for offering. And then, take it. He was going to call it, hold it like you're going to create offering. Hold it like this. Uh-huh. They are going for the offering. Go and collect the offerings from them. As they were collecting the offerings, listen. As the lady came said, Please, Pastor, do allow this boy to collect the offering. You know why? Do you know why? Should I tell you? The lady told me that this usher was smoking weed downstairs before the church service started. He was smoking weed downstairs. So how can he be an usher? I was confused. Should I stop him? I said, no, no, doesn't matter. God loves weed smokers also. So I said, go ahead and take the offering. Go and take the offering. Not you, not you. You are not the weed smoker. That boy, okay. So go and take the offering from Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Peter and Co. Uh-huh, beautiful. Okay, you can put it down now. Put it down. After the usher brought the offering, I prayed for him. New down, let me pray for you. 
Father, touch his life and use him for your glory and for your honor. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And then he got up and went to sit down. Today, that usher was smoking weed. He's a pastor of the church. I thought you clap your hands properly. I thought you clap your hand like you believe. God loves everybody. So even if you smoke weed, still come to church. <laughs> Say amen. As even if you smoke weed, still come to church. We, we don't endorse weed smoking, but Jesus still loves you as you are. All the things will drop off your life. Smoking, drinking, chasing girls. All that will drop off your life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every Sunday will be an addition to your life. One day you look at yourself and say, hey, look at me. One, somebody traveled from London and came to our church once and said, I've heard that this boy is a pastor. I want to see. When he came, that guy was preaching. He said, hey, is that what God can do? May God use you. May God change you. May God work on your life. Every Sunday you come, may something happen in your life. Every message you hear, may it touch and transform your life. May every weakness in you drop. May every sin in your life drop. May every shortcoming be filled. May God transform your life. And may all see the glory of God in your life. In Jesus' name. Stand to your feet, everybody, and clap your hands for the Lord. Thank you very much. Clap your hands, every one of you. Amen. Richard, are you still here? There's a reason we come. And when we come... There's a reason for which God brings us here. You'll be encouraged. You hear prophesying. You hear teachings. You hear doctrine. You hear knowledge and then revelation. Lift your two hands up high, every one of you here. Everybody lift your hands up here. Kando Shiki Bahatosa. Lift your two hands with the Lord to the Lord, everybody. Wherever you are standing, lift your two hands up to Him. Oh, Father, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for the blessing, for the blessing of belonging to this family, for the blessing of coming to church. We lift our hands to you today. I pray for every hand lifted. That may they be established in your house. May they be established in the church of God. May they be established in the place of God. In the name of Jesus. May nothing take them away from your house. May nothing take them away from your place of the place of your glory. As they keep coming, may every shame drop off their life and may glory come into their life. May every disgrace drop off their life and glory come into their life. May every weakness drop off their life and may glory come into their life. May every sin drop off their life and may glory come into their life. I pray for every hand lifted up today. I'm asking that today, let your name be glorified. Let your name be glorified. Heal our body. Restore our souls. Teach us the way we ought to go. Direct us, direct us by your word and let your name be established in our lives. We give you thanks and praise for every soul that is here today. I pray that nobody here will fall out. Nobody here will be excused. Nobody here will step away from your house. But we shall find ourselves in the house of God regularly. Regularly. That will be imparted on by the word of God. That the word will establish us. And the word will show us where we ought to go. I bless you today. May you be blessed. May you do well. May you excel. May you overcome. May you prevail. May the joy of the Lord fill your life. In the place of depression, may there come joy in your life. In the place of depression, may there come life in your life. In the place of rejection, may the love of God enfold you. I bless you today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 
Say louder, amen. Shout a louder, amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now close your eyes with me as we pray this final prayer. Every one of you, wherever you are standing, just close your eyes with me. All right. Now every head bowed, every eye closed. Before I sit down, maybe somebody invited you to come to church and you came, but you are not sure. Your name is written in heaven. Today, this Sunday morning, before we share the grace and leave here, today, this very moment, you want to say, Bishop, I need Jesus in my life. I feel far away from God. But today, I want Jesus to come into my heart. If you're here right now, you need Jesus. You want to be born again. You want your name to be written in heaven. You want your name to be written in the book of life. You say, Pastor, pray for me. I want my name to be written in heaven. If you're like that, you want me, you want, you want me to pray for you. Lift up your right hand and I shall pray for you today. You want to receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. You want to be born again. Lift up your right hand and I shall pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. I see so many. Lift it higher than your head. God bless you. I see so many of you. What a blessing. Lift it high. I really want to, I really want to pray for you. Lift it up high. Father, thank you so much for these wonderful people. I pray that today, now let me tell you something. If your hand is lifted, I will ask you to come to me here because I really want to pray for you specially. Today I feel an anointing, especially an anointing to pray for you. Come, just come all the way. Just come to me. Just come. Just come. Yes. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. together dear lord jesus say with me dear lord jesus today i receive you as my savior and my lord forgive me for all my sins wash away my sins make me your child i promise to serve you to follow you to walk with you the rest of my days today i'm coming to you just as i am please jesus wash away all my sins write my name in the book of life my name is now mention your name my name is mention your name Please Jesus, Please, Jesus, write my name, write my name in, the book of life. in the book of life. From today, From today I, belong to you. I belong to you. I am your child. I, am your child. I, will, serve you I will serve you the rest of my life. Of my life. Thank, you, Thank you, Father, for hearing me. For hearing in, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Say, God bless you. Sister, God bless you. God bless you. God bless all of you. Amen. What a blessing. God bless you. 
God bless you. God bless you. Wonderful. God bless all of you. Now, listen, just for two minutes. You see that beautiful lady there? Yes, that's called, she's called Mrs. Saki. That's my wife. What a blessing. She wants to talk to you for a minute or two, just in the room here. So can you go there, take down them quickly, and then you'll come back, please. God bless you, sir. God bless all of you this way. This way. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Um, Messi, who are you? Messi. Okay, Messi, you know something? Go to the room there, all the children, 12 years and below. Separate them and talk to them, okay? 12 years and below. Take them to the other side and